Compulsive Overeating Diary, Day 12. It's been now about four and a half weeks since I began my experiment of podcasting my feelings and thoughts around compulsive overeating instead of having heading for the chips. Today, I went to the top of the mountain at my topmost Zen spot despite the impending storm. But I'm letting go. You might be thinking, Lori, are you out of your mind? You went hiking up in the mountains when there's going to be a storm? That's right, folks. In Southern California, where I normally say, it's a beautiful day here in Southern California, we're going to have the mother of all storms probably hit tonight. But I am not completely crazy. I was planning to go put on my hiking boots to slug through the rain with my raincoat down in Descanso Gardens, which has some concrete paths that I could go walk around, get a little exercise in the storm. But I looked on weather.com for my zip code and saw that the chance of rain is really, really low until later on this evening. And it's going to be a storm for a while, so I thought I'll get while the getting's good. But I did tell my husband where I'm going. It is a well-known path. I brought my rain gear with me, some extra food. So in case I get caught in this rain, I will be properly dressed and I will have some extra calories to help my bod heat up. Weird thought, seeing as I'm such a human furnace. (laughs) When you're caught in the cold, your body does need some more calories to help it stay warm. Well, enough about my news and the weather. I want to give a couple of shout outs today. Thank you guys. You continue to come and post and let me know you're listening. And I really love it. First of all, I want to talk to Jody, who quit smoking. Yay, Jody! Thumbs up for you. I too was a smoker back in the 70s when I was a teenager. It really was a cool thing to be smoking and it helped me fit in. I talked before about being bullied. And my mom always took it personally that I was smoking to spite her, but that wasn't really it. I was a kid that what didn't fit in very easily. And someone as a joke offered me a cigarette. And when I took it to be cool and managed to smoke it and they said, hey, you're not so bad, come join us. That was that, I did anything and everything and became a smoker. And then I went into drama school where most of us were smoking also, (laughs) believe it or not, (laughs) when your voice is part of your instrument. But in those days, it was just the cusp of smoking becoming not cool. So I didn't quit until my early 20s, but I still remember how hard that was. That nicotine is a bitch, let me tell you. It is hard to quit. So Jody, hats off to you. And Jody's also working on taking off some of that weight regain from smoking and and things. And so she's back on track and she says she's taken off 16 pounds. So you guys come on to compulsiveovereatingdiary.com. She posted her note right there on my Damn the Scale post, one of my written blog posts. So it'd be cool if you guys who've also quit smoking or just wanted to support her would come reply to her comment and say, Yay, Jody. Also, 
dear to my heart is Crystal, who sent me feedback via the Contact Lori feedback form. And if you are a little shy and don't want to be posting all of your thoughts and feelings right on the website for all to see as yet, feel free to use that contact form. Never fear, I get it. And if I can, I will email you back personally. But the thing that I really appreciated about hearing from Crystal was she told me how she found my podcast. And I'm always curious, how the heck did you find this podcast? It seems like such a random thing to be looking for. (laughs) But she was struggling a little bit around these issues and felt the need of some support and fellowship. And in her particular area was having a hard time finding that support and fellowship at a time convenient for her job. So her husband, who really likes podcasts and is all involved in it, suggested she look for one. And she found me. Cool. That means she's also found you. So Crystal, she likes to listen on the elliptical trainer at her gym. And I super relate to that because I listen to podcasts beginning, I don't know how many years back. It might even be before they were called podcasts, before the, the iPod came out. But Jillian Michaels, a trainer from The Biggest Loser, also had a a call-in radio show on a local radio station, KFI. And if you went to the KFI website, if you were technical enough, you could download that, her show, as part of their RSS feed, and you could then re-listen to it on your computer, or you could take it on a a MPG-type player and listen. And so the first podcast I ever listened to is Julia Michaels, and I listened to her and her producer, Janice, who I think is an absolute hoot, every time I go hiking. Since I don't want to be huffing and puffing up the hill for your benefit, I'm listening to Julian or other podcasts on the way up the hill. I come up here to my Zen spot, think about what's on my mind. Then I listen to my own podcast all the way down the hill. That way I can find out if I said anything heinous or not. But you'd be surprised the things I learn listening to my own podcast because I'm up here talking and chatting and this is a stream of consciousness, basically. And I don't always pay attention to what I'm saying until I'm listening. Isn't that odd? But it's true. And I think the same might be said for those of you that like to journal or post blog posts and things. Sometimes when you're writing, you're just writing what's in your mind or your heart. Or you're just talking, talking, talking. And then out comes something you had no clue that you were actually thinking about. For some people, talking, writing, letting your brain process your feelings through verbal means is how you think. So if you don't have a good buddy, that's why I think women are more prone to have the good talking buddy, right? So if you can find someone who's kind of your walking style, whether it's hiking or walking around. One of my favorite things used to be walking around the Rose Bowl. You can go around a walking path that's along the Pasadena Rose Bowl, and it's a little over three miles, and it's pretty flat. And so my friend Marie and I from work, we used to go walk around that and just talk about whatever was bugging us or delighting us or or that. And I love that. I really miss her. She adopted a baby and moved back east to be near her family since she's a single mom with her, her son. So I'm happy for her, but I miss her. And I miss having someone to spill my guts to. Because as I told you before, my husband... He's very much stick to the facts. What do you want me to do? You want me to pick up the milk at the store? You want me to fix the drippy faucet? 
you want me to go on date night on Friday? What is it you actually want me to accomplish? And if I start talking, oh, I'm feeling sad or I'm disappointed. He's like, nothing makes you happy. Get off this, you know, ah, go away. My husband does not like to listen to my feelings. So that makes it tough. When you are in your 50s and you're married to your husband who doesn't really want to talk about feelings and your best, one of your best friends who used to talk about feelings is moved across the country and is busy with her now toddler son and your other friends are doing their thing and you're no longer in the work environment where you could even go to the coffee stand and, and spill your guts or go out to lunch, it makes a void. So either go to therapy, which I did about a year and a half ago to kind of deal with my newfound isolation, or you might start a podcast and talk to total strangers all around the world and let them know the innermost thoughts of your heart. But it's making me feel so much better. That's why I really, 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 really hope some of you out there today will feel brave. Let's call this Bravery Day. Be brave and call our podcast hotline and tell me your story so that I can add some more voices to my podcast. Or ask me a question. If you don't want to tell your story yet, just say, hi, I'm so-and-so, and what was the worst dieting experience you've ever had? Or what was the worst binge you've ever had? Or do you have any tips about stopping binges? Or I'd like to hear your experience about this. Or tell me your story. And that number is, now this time I brought my little book to the mountain, 206-350-6445. Again, that bravery number is 206-350-6445. Now you guys in Australia or New Zealand, I have no clue your phone charges, so I get it that that might not be feasible. Here in the States, a lot of us are on phone plans where we're using up minutes and we're not spending long distance things. Now, if you're still on an old long distance plan, that is going to cost you so many. This, this phone number is free for me, but it would cost you whatever it would normally cost you to call the state of Washington where this free voicemail number is based. But if you have an iPhone or you're on a kind of phone where you're just using up a few minutes, spend two minutes. Call me up and add your voice. Remember, today's bravery day. Take a chance. And I'm glad I said bravery because here's something that I thought was cool and I accidentally came up with a cool thing when I was replying to my friend Cheryl's blog. And I'm going to have to ask her, Cheryl, if you're listening, is your blog a public blog? And if so, I'm going to put a link to it. But Cheryl is now writing her blog, like I'm doing a podcast about my eating issues. She's blogging about her eating issues. So if she's made it public, I will put it out there. But I was, I was commenting, and I was talking with the standard ABC. You know, when you're going to have an eating challenge, a social eating challenge in particular, you've got plan A, plan B, plan C, and that's how I see it. Okay? Plan A is I'm going to do what I always do, eat a whole lot, eat uncontrollably, do whatever I darn well please. That is plan A. Plan C is I'm going to deprive myself. I'm not even going to go to that social event. I'm not going to put myself in harm's way or I'm going to tough it out and not eat any of the food that the other people are eating. And instead of paying attention to these other people, I'm going to be 
holding in my gut and holding myself back from eating these things that I don't want to eat. I'm in the valley of deprivation. Okay, that's A. Do whatever you darn well please and have the consequences you've already had of self-esteem, weight gain, or whatever it is, why that isn't an option for you. Or C would be tough it out in the worst possible way. Avoid your fun function or just go there and be a roaring bitch because all your focus is on the food that you're not eating rather than the people that you went there to meet with. Okay, plan B. And this is what I thought was cool. I made a typo when I was talking about plan B. Instead of just the letter B, I typed B-E, as in to be or not to be, plan B. And that really resonated with me. Plan B is where you integrate these things into your larger life goals. Okay, so my life goals are one, I want to be at a body weight where I can be physically fit and feel well. I don't need to win Miss Universe. I'm sure as heck not going to wear a bikini. I don't care about being size zero, even though I'm here in Southern California where I'm considered huge. Maybe if I was in the Midwest, I'd be considered closer to normal. But those things don't motivate me. But I want to be able to hike easily. I want to be able to bike easily. I want to be able to fit into chairs. So I have some physical goals, emotional goals. I desire to eat food and enjoy food, not not eat food. I don't want to spend my days thinking about what I can't eat. I want to think, if I'm going to think about food at all, about the deliciousness I'm planning to consume and to super look forward to it and super enjoy it. Now, shoving store-bought cakes and cookies down my gullet as fast as physically possible for me is not really enjoying the food. That's usually some other underlying issue. Like when I went back to cooking, I made myself my bread pudding and had my little bit of white wine with it and ate it slowly and sipped the wine and tasted those flavors. It was really wonderful and I enjoyed it. Now, that's not easy for me to do every time, but that's one of my life goals. Another life goal is to build better relationships with those people in my life. Okay, take the focus off my food addiction and put the focus onto relationships. And that's another reason why I want you guys to communicate with me and with each other. Is we're all kind of isolated in our cocoon of food addiction, whether it's bulimia, anorexia, compulsive overeating, or you're just struggling because you've gotten older and being overweight is a new thing for you. But whatever our food issues are, let's, let's deal with them. Let's talk about them. But let's build up our relationships with our friends at home and with our podcast buddies. Okay, You can be my compulsive podcast companions. I'll have to think of some cool name. On Daily Adventure Tales, I called everybody, hey, adventurers. But hey, compulsive eaters, just it doesn't have the same ring to it. So if you have a good idea for what I can call us, it's not compulsive eater listeners. That doesn't really ring off the tongue either. Anyway, plan B is usually the good middle. Plan B usually integrates your goals into your life, and you come off feeling empowered, not powerless. You come off feeling proud, not pained. Plan B, B-E. Think about that. What is your plan B? What do you want to be? How do you want to be? How do you want to feel? (laughs) I expanded this topic on the same blog post where I wrote about 
I called it, uh, what was it? Damn the scale, bring on the pants. Where I'm bitching and moaning about the fact I only lost one pound this week when I worked so hard. And then I had a little story that taught me the importance of patience in there. But at the very end, I said that this rant is brought to you by the letter B. The letter B is a very diverse letter. It can stand for binge. That would be our plan A. Let me eat whatever I darn well please at all times. Let me eat and eat and eat and eat and eat until I'm full and let me eat some more. And let me have all the comparison, all the things that happen that come from that. Okay? If you don't mind the weight gain, you don't feel bad about that. You know, if you're choosing to binge today, if it comes to your mind to binge, and binging is the only thing that's going to get you through, at least you made a choice. Okay? That's binging. Second letter for B is bitch, B-I-T-C-H. What I turn into when my diet rage comes out, where I'm pissed off, pissed off from old things and the things, the people who bullied me, pissed off at some of the stuff that happened when I was young, pissed at my husband, pissed that I can't just eat what I like, pissed that I can't be turned off with my appetite like my brother could, who was a skinny kid, darn it, <laughs> you know. Skinny and smart, but bitching. And bitching usually goes with deprivation and grudging. Remember when you agree to do something for somebody or go someplace you really don't want to? Do you then have a hope, an open heart to do that thing? Or are you secretly grumbling and complaining and causing a sourness in your stomach and in your outlook? Because that sour bitching person is not fun to be around, not for others and not for yourself. So we can binge. We can bitch, or we can be, B-E. Remember? So just, just kind of put that in your pocket today when you're having an eating challenge. Am I going to binge, am I going to bitch, or am I going to be? Binge, bitch, be. And I'll be honest, I'm not always in the be category. In fact, I'm probably most often these days in the bitch category because I am a compulsive overeater, I suffer from binge eating disorder, and I am on a weight loss diet in that I am reducing my calories below what I burn in order to drop some fat. That is a weight loss diet. Now my maintenance diet is not going to be that many more calories than what I eat today to be on my weight loss diet. So anytime we hear that horrible D word, we turn into the B word. At least I turn into the B word. I hate dieting. I hate the whole thought of dieting, and I turn into a rebel. Rebel, rebel, rebel. Which is one reason why I'm stressing plan B, B-E for you today. Because what's been helping me with this last month and a half of this weight loss diet while I'm a binge eater is to make sure that every single thing I eat, I love to eat. I make sure I eat it slowly. I eat it in little bits. Hard, hard to do. But it does let the flavor come, and if you do this long enough, it becomes more of a habit. And you start to pass that magic 20-minute mark where your stomach can actually signal you, yes, dear, I've had enough food. Usually I can't pass the two-minute mark with a meal, let alone the 20-minute mark. I'm usually shoving it in so fast, it's just like getting the drugs into my veins. 
when I'm in a binge mode or even a compulsive eating mode because I'm feeling anxious or sad or pissed off, I am just, just chewing and chewing and chewing and stuffing it in because I want those carbs or salt or whatever it is to break down immediately and get into my compulsive brain and turn on those pleasure centers. And I want that crunching to work out the anger and the anxiety. It's an effective way to deal with it. Unfortunately, for me, it makes me really fat, which I don't enjoy it also. It also makes me feel bad about myself, which I don't enjoy. And it also underscores the shower, the sour, sour, the sorrow of my life where I feel like a big fat loser, not like a weight loser, like a big fat loser, like I can't control myself. I don't like that feeling. But I also didn't like that hand iron fist control that I used in the past to diet or follow a food plan to the extent to just like ignore my inner self, ignore what food I want, forget if I like butter, forget if I like ice cream, forget whatever it is. If I don't feel like exercising, put in your hour hard on the treadmill, whatever it is, just forget what you feel like inside. Now that from the outside got me thin and it even got me some nice muscles when I was doing a weightlifting program. I had my picture taken in the bikini and looked good. But you know what? It was a miserable time for me. I did end up looking good for about 10 minutes. When it was over, oh, was I glad that program was over. <laughs> I wanted to go back and be me. Get it? Be me. I wanted to be, B-E. Now what I want to be would be different from you. Okay, I do not eat any seafood, not necessarily for moral reasons, but I'm allergic to some of it and don't like the flavor of the rest of it. And also have some issues from when I was young that just did not cement seafood as anything I want in my vicinity. You may love seafood and a well-cooked piece of flounder may you know, feel like heaven to you. I love almost every vegetable there is, even Brussels sprouts. Okay, a well-roasted Brussels sprout makes my heart sing to the moon. I hate licorice. I hate malt balls. I hate milk chocolate. I'm not fond of white chocolate. Love dark chocolate. Okay, you might have something different. So even our food preferences, how we want to be is different. That's why I can't create the Lori Weaver guide to how to eat to be happy because I can only do that for me. That's what I'm working on. What is the Lori Weaver guide to being happy, looking forward to life, making new friends, bringing new relationships, protecting old relationships, sending more love into the world, all while I'm dealing with these compulsions. So please come, post your comments on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com. Call me up. Remember, it's Bravery Day, 206-350-6445. Email me at lori at compulsiveovereatingdiary.com. Come visit me on Facebook, facebook.com slash compulsiveovereatingdiary. Or you can tweet me at adventurelori. And if you forget all of these things because you're in the car, or hi, Crystal, you're on the elliptical, so you can't write this down, just go to compulsiveovereatingdiary.com because you'll see the link to Facebook. You'll see the link to Twitter. You'll see the phone number plastered all over the place. Just come there. And I just would love for you to talk to each other and to come and... Anyway, well, I already said all that.
you know that I, I want you there. You know I appreciate you to come there. And as an added bonus today, I've been talking a long time, but this is the very end of the month. And the way my podcasting costs work is I pay by what I've uploaded and I have a good chunk of storage left. So at the end of this podcast, I'm actually going to play for you in its entirety the song that I use for my my theme. And it's called I'm Letting Go by Josh Woodward. And I love this song because I think it might be about relationships, but for me, it's so spot on, the lyric. I want you to just listen to it and think about this and your relationship with food. And that's why I stick it in all over the place, not to be annoying, but I just love this song, I'm Letting Go. And Josh Woodward is an awesome musician. He gives all of his music away for free, and he just asks for donation. And for you to give him credit. So if you like the song, go over to his website. The link is on on the page or joshwoodward.com. So enjoy. Until next time, take care of yourself. I care. Sleeping with the lights on Buried in regrets Breaking into sweats Naked as a falling leaf Well it's a natural reaction Driven to distraction Clawing at the ghost I'll never meet Oh and I don't know Where they go When they vanish In the corners of my eyes And I don't know I don't know if they stay below or rise up to the sky, but I'm letting go. Kicking up the dust in the middle of the road I've been waiting on a free ride Ticket to a seaside thicket On the edge of Puget Sound It's a sign.